it looks like everything is good to go. Nice. Um, tight. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and bottles of water that I did not bring in the fridge. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 Cheers to the people over there. The crowd. Make some noise. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what's going on? Hope you're all well. I want to thank you for being here. Today I'm sitting here with technically four-fourths of the band Old Game, but only two-fourths on camera because, uh, you know, unexpected. Unexpected guests have arrived. We weren't planning for them to be here, but they are here. Shout outs to them. Thank you for being here. Hi, and Rhythm Section. Returning to the show, you two. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is your Tom, second. Tom and Brenda. Is yeah. that what you were looking for? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hi. Hello. I, I was not ready to introduce you formally yet. I was just oh. saying. Oh. We're here. But that's okay. Rewind? No, don't okay. worry about it. Don't okay. worry about it. It's super cool. <laughs> it's super cool. All right. But yeah, we're really happy to have Old Game on the show. Make some noise. Before we get into that, I just want to shout out some events. Today is June 17th. That's when this will be uploading. And I do have some events this weekend that I'm going to promote real quick. June 20th, I will be playing some live beats at the track meet. If you know what the track meet is, then I don't need to tell you where it's at. But for those of you that aren't familiar, it is at the Il Royale up in the Brighton Heights area. It's a cool live hip hop cypher. There's people playing live beats, people freestyling, people doing music. I'll be there with my stuff doing some beeping and booping. If you want to come up to that June 20th, the day after that is Emo Night Karaoke at the Smile moose i'll be djing on the first floor playing a bunch of sad music that you know i really don't like but whatever we don't got to talk about that and then june 22nd june 22nd old game is having that album release party for lunatics at cativo sykes and the new violence is playing i've heard they are pretty good <laughs> old game will also be there And that is who I'm sitting here today with. I'm sitting here today with Tom and Brenda of Old Game. Like I said before, they are returning to the show. They're putting out a new album and, you know, what the fuck is up? How you been? You've been Hi. busy, I guess, Hi. working on new music and recording stuff and yeah. doing all that. Yeah, we did and that. And now you're back here to promote a show, promote an album, all these things. So tell us, why should we listen to the album? <laughs> let's just get it out get that the hard question like hard question <laughs> hey you know um i don't know it's it's pretty fucking good i think <laughs> <laughs> i have heard it i was sent an advanced copy thank yes. you it yeah, sounds great tell, tell you did a really good job yeah you did a really good job i wish it was longer that's yeah, my complaint. yeah i do too i do too but so let's dive into this from here so you know the release is four tracks right mm -hmm. yeah and was that an intentional sort of thing like kind of giving into the 2019 short attention span mentality of things? Or was it just like a, well, this is what we have ready and we want to put something out? That. I think it was both. <laughs> yeah. I think we were giving into our own short attention span. Sure, you know? sure, sure. I think we wanted to do an album and we were like, I think an EP is what's going to happen first. Yeah, because mm -hmm. this is a follow-up to a full length that you put out a few years ago, right? Yeah. So, you know, in the time in between then, 
how have things been with the band? We'll say since you've been on the show last, because we don't have to get into the whole origin story of the band. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. already did all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how have things been since, you know, over the past year? I would say, I mean, even since Flower Moon was released in 2016, the the four out of four that are present um, are still present. So the last three years was um, a lot of promoting Flower Moon, taking that around, celebrating that, working on new songs and really getting to know each other. Um, so I think these four songs really represent all of our different characteristics. Lunatics wouldn't be what it is without our awesome rhythm section. Aww. So we're really excited. <laughs> we're really excited about the album. Cool. I think the album sounds great. You know, we can touch up a little bit just on like the recording process and how it was done. I don't think it was, I imagine it was a whole lot of just a, guitars and amps and microphones and things like that yeah, not, not those things were there. wasn't recorded in the future with like <laughs> you know like a, you you plug a you plug a cable into a magic box and no, everything's no, done and then no. you you only have to play the songs right you just push a button and it fixes everything <laughs> for you it's pretty cool I that's wish. what being in a metal band's like in 2019 oh yeah that's yeah i want that it's pretty sick <laughs> it's you don't even have to play guitar and you could be steve Vai. it's just sick is that why you play metal <laughs> yeah totally <Okay. laughs> We'll consider it. Um, yeah, no, there were there were guitars and amps there. Yeah, I don't know. It was fun. I think in the past like number of years, I've also gotten like a little more into the gear side of shit too. Mm-hmm. So it was fun uh, bringing all that into the studio. Yeah, and experimenting around and yeah. doing all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely more familiar with my pedal board this time around. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was really good to go in there feeling more confident with that. Mm-hmm. with you know recording the album how long did it take to track out these four songs for you i want to say we did like five sessions that were maybe like six to eight hours where'd you record it at uh the wilderness studio or the wilderness recording studio with jay vega okay like over in i want to say cranberry cranberry okay yeah that's a yeah. that's a name that has popped up a lot but a person who has never crossed my path for he, whatever reason he hides in the secret in his cabin in the woods yeah yeah he's, he's really kind of like this hidden gem that yeah we i find upon. that the, like most people that are actually good at what they do that's what they do you mm-hmm. don't see them yeah. around <laughs> yeah no. you know any anytime i see somebody that like you know out all the time and i see them around i'm like oh that person probably sucks at everything yeah. they do <laughs> Well, then I must be good at what I do because I never go out. Uh (laughs) You really, you really got to like, you know, give it your all, you know, as songwriters, you know, what is your relationship with the outside world and then creating art? What is that like for you too? How often do you write together versus writing separate? How about that? That's a more focused question. I think it's changed over the years. Um, I think as our lives have like respectively have grown, uh, we find ourselves with less time to be sitting around together. Um, Mm -hmm. But I still spend a lot of time just, like, with my guitar alone. Uh, (laughs) We'll, like, send each other poems and stuff back and forth over FB Messenger. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) So we still, like, there's times where we're writing about the same themes. I mean, that's how this album happened, Um, I think, in general. We both are impacted by society and the outside world in a big way. Um, We are always writing about ourselves and our own feelings and thoughts, but it's definitely a reflection, I think, of what's going on in everyone's minds at this time. Um, and not only like peer age folks, but pretty much anybody that's having a hard time dealing with the world. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And with the Lunatics album release, there's a really cool art component to this show. Let's chat about that. Tell component. me about the com- art component. So 
this is my baby. Yeah, this, this um, is her little. I had friend. this idea whenever we chose, you know, our release date. I said I want to do something special for this release. Um, Lunatics means a lot to us as a record, um, and I think its through line um, is a commentary on the current state of ourselves and those around us. And um, I mean, I'm a therapist by trade. So the through lines that I I hear, yeah, I'm a therapist, Um, mental health therapist. So what I hear is that um, throughout the songs. And, and of course it is because mental health is a part of all of us. We all have to care about our mental health. Um, So when I knew that was happening and I wanted to make it bigger, um, I'm like, you can only fit so many bands on a, a lineup without it being ridiculous. So, but how can I get more of the community involved? And I have so many friends that are artists, um, visual artists, and a lot of them do it professionally, but there's a lot of them that don't do it professionally at all. So maybe I've seen their pieces, but they haven't shared it with anybody in the whole wide world. So I started thinking, I'm like, what would it be like if I brought all these people into a space and the space was there for us to maybe be able to talk about whatever um, but but knowing that it could be a little more open and that maybe we're all dealing with similar things. And I've been very surprised because even some of these initial emails that I'm getting with like the artist bios um, and them sending in their pieces, like their drawings, their paintings, all of these things, I'm finding that some of them are even being more open with me about like, hey, I'm sorry I missed the deadline. I'm going through a med change. Um, this is what I've been dealing with, oh, blah, geez. blah, 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 blah. And just being able to be open and and somehow knowing because I've been putting this out here that, Oh, I can tell this person that this is why I'm not meeting this deadline, or this is why I'm having a hard day. And it's okay to say that. Um, a lot of time with medical disorders, um, you know, someone will say, Oh, you know, I have, I have a cold today. That's why I didn't meet the deadline. And people that have depression or anxiety or other things will often say, Oh, I'm sick in the stomach. Like I'm having gastro issues or, you know, I have a cold or I have a bad migraine when that's really not what is happening. Um, so I'm really hoping for the show. And like I said, it's happening before the show's even happening, but I'm really happening just for that night that people might be able to look around and be a little more open with somebody just because, Hey, we're here in the space. That means we're open to supporting each other and acknowledging that this is something that everyone deals with and that it's okay to talk about it. Yeah. No, I think, (laughs) I think it's really awesome to get all of those people together and give them an opportunity to connect with the outside world. You know, I mean, like, you know, somebody that's walked that the line of both, um, you know, trying to do stuff professionally in the visual world and in a musical world. I know that like getting into the music scene is intimidating, but getting into like the art scene could be super intimidating because it's kind of like split. You know, there are like people that are really highbrow and just kind of like brats. And then there are people that are just completely disorganized and, you know, and it's yeah. like. There's yeah. like there's a middle ground, but not a whole lot of people like facilitating that middle ground. Yeah, we were kind of talking about that too. Just like how we have, you know, some people that um, have been in the art scene and selling their art, and you know, they have pieces for like four hundred, you know, and that's still like cheap for art. Oh, totally. Know? Yeah. But then we, you know, we have some people that are like, you know, I've never even shown this to anyone, and you know, price negotiable. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You we're know, like, so okay, like all all levels, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, no, I think it's really cool to be able to give those people a space to, you know, show their art and connect with other people. And, you know, like, hey, you're not alone. There are so many people in this universe that are, you know, for, you know, in the best way possible, just as weird and kind of disconnected as you are. But you can all connect together in your own, you know, disconnected way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you you know, we talked about the lineup just briefly 
for the show musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're playing the, I'm playing with my band. Mm-hmm. You also have Jess Klein and the Good Times. So now we yeah. have like this really fun like mixture of everything and an artist that I'm not familiar with. It's from Ohio. Yes. Yeah, right? Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can um, we talk a little bit about this artist? Um, he's our friend Tino. Um, we originally. Um, Oh my God, I just blanked on their band name. Sidekick uh, Complex. Side, sidekick Complex. So they're a, a three piece. It's like bass, drums, and uh, him rapping over top of it. Um, but he also does solo, um, just like with beats behind him. Um, so he'll be solo for this show. Um, and we're just, he's just so good. And he's such a great person. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just excited to have him and yeah. bring him back to Pittsburgh again. So I have a really interesting question. Like, this is like a really cool question because it ties really well into your show and something I've been talking about with bands a lot lately is, you know, how do you as a band feel about genres and like bubbles in the scene? Is that (laughs) something that you're trying to like break out of with this lineup or is it just, does just feel natural for you to do something like this? I think maybe, I mean, it's natural for us. I think we maybe even talked about this before where we like feel like we never like quite fit in no matter what, you know? Yeah, um, but when we get to when we put on our own show, we just get to pick our favorite people, you know. So we don't think as much about like this genre is going to fit well. Just like, hey, is this going to be a good show? And mm-hmm. are these are we going to have fun with our friends? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's really what we want. And I think, yeah, like you said, when we get to do our own show and pick the lineup, and I guess essentially curate the event, right? Um, it is. It's about who do we want there that night? Who do we want on the stage? Not really about genre because our friends like all different kinds of genres too. Um, so we just, we do. We want it to be a fun atmosphere and a lot of different things. And diversity is fun. Absolutely. So I think yeah. we aim for that more and more as we put on our own shows. I think it's going to like play really well just with all of the different components that are a part of the event. I think it's going to make it really fun for the people that decide to you know, spend their Saturday night there. Yeah. Yeah. Versus other something things for everyone. It's really yeah. hard. I think, you know, now as we are all getting older, um, I'm thinking everybody in this room is probably in their thirties or late twenties at, yeah. at best. And, uh, you know, all of our friends that are in the same age range as us, it's like, you know, if you're trying to get them to come out on a weekend, it's like, you better have like something really cool lined up for them. Cause yes. yeah, yeah. it's, it takes a lot for, you know, some 30-year-olds to just go watch some people on stage play some songs and then go home. Well, that's another part of this. It's it's a business aspect, right? So I'm thinking, yeah, something about community and bringing my friends together and empowering others to share their art and share what they need to say. But I'm also thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, we're going to put on this event. How many releases are happening in June and July? A lot of releases are happening in June totally. and July. We need to do something special. Um and that's the best way to do it is make it a community effort that it's not that night isn't just about us. Like lunatics is definitely the featured situation happening there, but there is a lot going on. So that's what I'm hoping that someone will come and they will get something that evening that is helpful to them. Absolutely. I hope so too. And uh, I've been doing a segment now on the show uh, where I suggest food from different places. And uh, this ties in really well. And I just want to let the people know that you got to eat this. The pizza at Cativo is some of the most underrated pizza in the city of Pittsburgh, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not going to say it's the best, but I'm going to say that it's highly underrated, especially considering the source. So if you're going to be at this event and you're hungry, I highly suggest the the pizza. pizza. Get the pizza at Cativo. You got to eat it. (laughs) 
I suggest asking to uh, what me and Stacy do is we get uh, we ask them basically to make uh, everything that would go on an eggplant parmesan and put it onto a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's fucking fire. I'm all about that. So that's my suggestion. Yeah, I have another pizza in like a couple of years. So now I'm now I want pizza. Yeah, I think it's pretty fucking good. And you know, I mean, granted, I'm not a pizza snob. I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh, you got to go to Fiori's. You got to go to Minio's. You got to go." I don't give a shit. You know, it's fucking. It's granted, there's some bad pizza, but yeah, the yeah. pizza cativa is good. Yeah, even you know, for yeah. somebody that you well, know, I'm a pizza fan. Yeah, so. I think I it's like good. It. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, from the peanut gallery, any. There you go. Yeah, I agree. I'll, all I'll, food is good at Katiba. <laughs> I've never well, been disappointed. I'm sold. Do, do you, do you now have, I'm going to have pizza so, before my set. So. so, you know, pivoting this conversation into food and the stuff that really matters because yeah. nobody cares about <laughs> yeah. music. You know, uh, is there a spot, a post-show spot where old game goes to get grub on? I don't know. Eric's kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to eat tacos. <laughs> we did do fang. What is Fang? Fang's closed down. It, it was, was a Bloomfield. hibachi restaurant. The hibachi restaurant oh, okay. across from BBT. It's gone now, but they had oh, fun oh, lights. Oh, with that, all the okay. Lights. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I definitely, yeah, that, that place that looked like a bro car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like a Honda Civic. Yeah. 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 A lot of like terrible music would play. It was like pop songs, but they were re-recorded with people because they probably weren't allowed to play the pop songs in there or something. <laughs> so it's just terrible versions of these terrible like pop songs. karaoke. Yeah, it sounded like karaoke was happening. There was a really scary bridge in there that had fish under it oh, yeah, and they little, covered like, it up. Boy pond what? Yeah. yeah was... They covered it up and they oh, put that the sounds, fish somewhere else. It's really it's miserable. It's going to be something else. Now. All right, so yeah. no more fang. You no got to find fang. I guess you got to find a new spot. Huh? Like on the road our spot I think is Sheets. Yes. I think that's where we always end up. Okay, so where are you on this like completely ridiculous debacle of Sheets versus Wawa? Do you have a Sheets? I mean, I don't give a shit. It's all the yeah, same. I don't know. I people, feel, I'm like, it's a gas station. People yeah. put emotional investment in this bullshit. I'm like, uh, personally, I don't care. But we're gonna go to Sheets if there's one, and the other one, yeah. we're gonna go there because it's familiar. Yeah, it's where Sheets we're, is from home. where we're from. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just. A, so do you think Gitgo has any fighting chance in this argument? <laughs> if they were beside each other, I'd still go into Sheets. <laughs> no, no. Gitgo makes some of us sick sometimes. I'm sorry, Gitgo, but it's happened. So we go oh, for no. Sheets. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's not talk shit on anyone. <laughs> I don't know. What are they going to do? Giant eagle is going to come yeah. swoop yeah. us up. Maybe yeah. Sheets will come in and with, say, it, with, it, with its Here's talons, some right? <laughs> Here's some money. Let us sponsor you for talking shit on Gecko. <laughs> We're really pulling for that sheet sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I don't, I don't blame you. I do not fucking blame you. Do you have any, like, band practice rituals when you do get together? Is there anything that you... We show up late. Uh, we catch up on everything. Um, we go through our set a couple times. Maybe jam. Do you have like the uh, like the the thirty percent practice, seventy percent bullshit yeah. dynamic? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty much where Gray Walker is yeah. too. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah we yeah. practice. Oh, then no. Josh comes. Then we practice more. <laughs> He works late. Yeah, no, it's understandable. <laughs> He's a busy man. It's, it's really hard to get all that get everybody's schedules lined up. Do you have like a, a dedicated practice space or do you practice out of a house? Uh, out of Eric's basement cool. currently. Uh, I think that's about to change soonish. So Ooh. I don't know. We haven't quite figured out our next step as far as where we're going to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, But uh, we've, we used to do the practice space thing, but 
Yeah, that was rough. Like, were you like sharing a space with other bands? And yeah, stuff like that? and not even like actually on the lease. Just like, hey, we're uh, gonna throw you some money and yeah. like, hop in this like, yeah, shitty room. It was frustrating yeah. at best, so we're not yeah. doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah, it like it like little things like that. Like being, I'm not somebody that's like, oh, I'm a fucking adult, so I want adult things. But little nuanced things like that, like is like saving the twenty bucks a month really worth the hassle of mm-hmm. having these fucking idiots in here? Yeah, on, and like you know, leaving shit laying around or it was moving it was something. Rough. It like, was yeah, gross. Dude, yeah. One time I came in and like I had left my pedal board there and it was like opened up and everything, like all the plugs were oh my undone and I'm oh, like, who the fuck was again. like rummaging through my shit? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that was it. Was and we even covered uh, our stuff up. In blankets in hopes that they wouldn't touch it. One time we came in, blankets (laughs) didn't work. (laughs) There was like a dude living in there. Yeah, we found out someone was living there. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. We had to leave. (laughs) Right, boo to that dude. (laughs) Mm. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll ever like share a practice space with a band ever again. I'm well, if you're <laughs> if you need another band, share your practice space. No, we have a, re- we have a really good working relationship. Yes. I don't want I don't want to ruin this over like you know like you move my stuff. I leave a Wawa bag next to your fucking thing, and you're like, who brought the Wawa in the sheet space? Yeah, fists are thrown. Yeah. Eagles start knocking on yeah. the door. Like what the fuck? I think I, I don't think we need any of that. We really don't need any of that. So uh, let's 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 dive into a listener question. We do some listener we, questions we nowadays. <laughs> listener questions. Yeah, I mean, legit. they're not they're not they're not sent live, but there are people that do send in some questions, okay. and sometimes I think it's fun to uh, to answer them, and nice. you what, get some get some we, goofy topics kind of going up. All right, so is it gonna pop up on the screen? It's gonna pop up on the screen. All right, so our first question here from Colt Dalmasso. This is kind of stupid. How long can you hold your breath? You guys want to find out? Ah, okay. uh, uh, hmm. come on. <laughs> All He's right. going to lose. Yeah. That's why he's If you're not watching the podcast, this is another reason why you should be watching and not listening. I, I just want to say before we start this that I just realized the other day that I've been smoking for half of my life. <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> okay, let's try holding our breath. I realized, re- I realized recently the other day that I've been a fan of mindless self-indulgence for more than half of my life. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucked up too. Yeah, right? <laughs> Super crazy. All right. Okay, so how long can we hold our breath? Oh, when let's, are we starting? Uh, Count us in. Three... Two, one, go. Too hard not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Smoker over I here. Just, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna give up. I got like boogers on my fingers and shit. <laughs> uh, uh, Eric had a timer. <laughs> how long did we make it? Uh, 
36, I think. Oh, God. All right. Wow. Thanks, Cole. We're all seconds. vocalists. I just want to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting boogers on my fingers, and it was really funny. All right. Toddy Tondera. Without looking at directions, step by step, how do you make a chicken pot pie? Oh, fuck. Uh, the freezer section in Chinese <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And put it in the microwave, but remember to take it out of the cardboard box. Don't put it in something else because it's going to leak out the side. Um, my guess <laughs> is you you get some sort of like a a a dough that you make. Yeah, you would need the the dough. For the dough, it, and then some like you need the stuff that, that goes chicken, into it. There's kind of like a gravy uh, and like yeah. peas and carrots and onions and yeah. chicken. Celery. Yeah, I've celery. Never actually made one. Some seasoning. And like you like kind of like layer that out, and then you put some more dough on top of it, and then like you cute you cut like a cute little some cute little slits in it, then you put it in the oven. I'm gonna guess like 425, preheat it first. <laughs> 420 ish. Yeah. Uh, Don't try this. Yeah. At all. Then I'll say like like 25 to 35 minutes, depending on the size of your oven. Okay. You, should we try that too now? Or? <laughs> yeah. Try try the uh, try the cooking portion. Try the Sykes chicken pot pie recipe, and let me know if you don't die. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Toddy. And, uh, you know, we will uh, let's let's get back into talking about some music and life and shit like that. So, you know, with planning events, planning this lunatic event, you know, you're doing you're doing it at a uh, a, a conventional venue in Pittsburgh. Cativo is a place that hosts a lot of shows. A lot of people, you know, do normal events there. But you're using this event. You're using the space in kind of an unconventional way with the artists and things like that. what is your feeling on, you know, playing shows at unconventional spaces? You know, uh, I mean, you mentioned on at Millvale, you played at Panza Gallery. How mm-hmm. was that for you? They typically don't have shows there. Um, I don't know. I've never been in there before, but there was a stage and like a bar in the back. Like it was more than it, I it felt expected. like a venue, right? Yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. did. Um, but it was already a little more unconventional for us because we were playing a three piece acoustic. So it was already kind of weird for us um i think as long as they have good sound i feel okay about sure choosing a place i'm not used to sure, that's like, like my big thing and then for cativo they apparently have taken down all the paintings on the walls because they've had a lot of punk shows there and like moshing so they took everything down and the dude was like as long as you're not doing that you can hang up whatever you want so there's already like studs in the walls like ready for art to go up. oh that's super so convenient yeah we perfect. kind of locked in to yes. uh cativo as our venue mm-hmm. and it really like feels like the perfect spot is it going to be upstairs or downstairs downstairs, downstairs. okay downstairs. Cool. Yep. But like for a minute, I think we were kind of freaking out because we couldn't find a spot that we were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Totally. And yeah, it could we... be it could be hard. It's funny. I don't know if any of you saw that. Like, does Pittsburgh have too many venues? I article saw it that and was... I said no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that a point that somebody I know had made that like Pittsburgh doesn't really have a whole lot of venues, but there's a whole lot of bars that have music and it get, makes it confusing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like you said, unconventional venues. Like yeah. you have all these bars and stuff and then you have like 20 house venues. Like Yeah, 20 like house venues like, and then <laughs> spaces like like Roboto, which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, all the love in the world to the people that run Roboto. Oh, but for sure. Calling, but that, place, calling that place a venue is a fucking stretch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to some degree. You know, yeah. again, no, no beef, but, you know, it's no, just it's, like I love Roboto. There's, there's not it a, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a room with speakers in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I consider that like an unconventional space. Yeah. It's like no. kind of like been uh it's definitely been uh 
kind of brought in as a space. I mean, I saw Andrew WK in that room. So That's, it's kind of yeah, like. I remember when that went down. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, like, it, it, is, it is a venue, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm, you I'm, just have to adapt, though. I'm with you, though, in terms of, you know, if a place has good sound, then I'm super down. Mm-hmm. You know, with Sykes and a New Violence, I mean, it's like a big part the place needs to have a good pa for us to even make sense especially for you guys i feel like you have yeah. a lot more like di stuff mm-hmm. going yeah on. we actually i we bring a pa to shows that we don't so if we don't know if we, if we don't know the venue we have like our own backup yeah no, setup. That's, that's smart mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um our biggest issue is uh we're just like a loud band so if it's like a shitty pa system they're always like Hey, turn down because we can't hear the vocals. And, and we're like, like hey, you we can't, can't turn down we your can't drummer. Turn down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, always, I always look at Eric. I'm like, can you turn down? He's like, yeah, I'll turn down. I'm like, okay. And then we did it. <laughs> like, you well, can't the, turn down the drummer. <laughs> I was going to say, like, and that, that's an issue that we have with Greywalker and playing a space like Roboto. Yeah. Where it's yeah. just like, there's something about, you know, what we do, and even maybe to some extent, the kind of music you do, where it kind of needs to be presented on this, like, larger than life sound spectrum because yeah. of how like uh how thick the sound is and if it's not presented in that way it doesn't come off right no and it sounds weird yeah and then it's just like there's a weird disconnect i think i think sometimes singing. like Go ahead. like the sound person will get upset with us though that you can't hear the vocals and i'm like well, yeah this well is there's how a, it has to be i guess like there's like a really and also that's your job yeah. so let's talk about this well there's a really interesting <laughs> dynamic with what you do like i mean as somebody that has run sound at shows i think it would be depending on the room it would be really challenging to mix a band like you because you are so heavy but vocally you're not really aggressive i mean at times it is but at it's times. so I'm it's definitely so more aggressive than it's she so is. dynamic yeah mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean like you also you almost need to be like running like compression on your vocals live yeah to help balance like everything out but a volume lot of them on the fly probably a yeah. lot of people yeah either yeah volume on the fly or running a compression and a lot of people just don't either they they aren't used to doing that they don't have the capability to do it or in some unfortunate circumstances they just don't give a shit yeah and i mean i don't know i always feel kind of bad because i know i'm like hard to work with <laughs> well the cool uh, thing about cativo is that everybody that does sound there is fucking awesome yeah yeah, yeah. so well, we know who's doing our sound yeah, and they have great sound someone. there yeah so, yeah cormac has seen us play quite a few times he's usually doing sound at spirit but he apparently does sound at cativo yeah yeah, yeah. So we requested him and that's when we have the best like for local shows if we can request someone that we knows that knows us like dan who just did his last show at Howler's recently, uh, Seismicer. Anybody that we know that does it, if we can request them for our shows, especially the shows that we really care about, we will. Like, we'll request a certain sound person in advance. Or, like, if we have to pay them a little extra to get them to do that show at this place, we will do that because it's important. Yeah, And when they know us, they know our music, they know when we're going to get loud and quiet and they can kind of work with us. Mm -hmm. But I like that idea of getting compressors and looking to things like that. Like, vocals is definitely, like, we got our pedals down. Vocals would definitely be something to look yeah, at. Yeah, I I run a I run a vocal compressor with Sykes now, just because like, uh, you know, my vocal performance live can be pretty all over the place. Just kind of going from like rapping to like I'm not like screaming, but sometimes stuff gets a little more aggressive. Yeah, and I always have this like pet peeve when like I'm like at a show and like a rapper gets loud and like you can hear it clipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the yeah, it just yeah. sounds real bad. That yeah. like really bugs me. So like I use a compressor basically to make sure that if I'm getting louder, it's not gonna be like 
blowing everything out and everything stays in place. It's kind of weird sometimes though. Cause I like, I run the really strong compression. So like I'll be like yelling, and but it's, and it's, it's just, coming it, out it, it's just coming out like yeah. level. And it's yeah. like, I can hear like, it just doesn't sound right. It, like it's really weird to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it I, would only, be, I would definitely suggest it. Yeah, for sure. We've talked about like looking into more like vocal pedals on our end, like mm-hmm. vocal effects on our side versus like, Make, I would relying uh, on the sound amazing. person. Yeah, if you if you amazing. if you need any suggestions, I can. Yeah, I have like I a whole. I have like a whole. I ended up. Sure. So I used to run um the the machine pad live for yeah. all my effects, yeah, but okay. now I I replace that and I do all my vocal effects live with pedals. Okay, so I have like a whole board. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there's like some pretty cool stuff. Um, the biggest thing is a uh, radial engineering makes a pedal called the Voco Loco. Okay, and basically it lets you uh it, it's a vocal preamp that has an xlr in and quarter inch out with sends so you could run any guitar pedal through it but still have your xlr connections yeah okay because that's always yeah. a big issue when because i find that a lot of the vocal pedals that are sold and marketed as vocal pedals are kind of corny yeah no i've looked into a lot of them and they're all like a lot and it's like a, trying to do a lot of everything built in one like yeah, multi-effects and like you know? I, I mean with guitar pedals i always like i've always really preferred like i want one pedal that does one thing really yeah. good rather than like one pedal that does 10 things mediocre yes. yeah so i've looked into like those those voice tones i think they are where yeah. each one does a specific thing so that's probably yeah. like the yeah even I'm even even into. those are kind of weird like my suggestion would be to get the get the voco loco and just use guitar pedals yeah because like there's just there's so much more flexibility with the stuff that's made for guitar so how do you handle like doing reverb because you can't really do much i don't use a reverb pedal okay yeah Yeah, i mean yeah i think we would need i would just i would just just get a fucking holy grail (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see, but then if it's coming through your uh, your monitor, then you're getting feedback, you know. So I feel like that has to be on the sound person's end. Yeah, well, there, there, well, of- there's a <laughs> well. So there's there's you have I think there's there's multiple outputs, and you have a control of your wet and dry with there the Voco Loco. Okay, yeah. so you could do that. Mm. Okay, yeah. if you wanted to. Do. I only, how, ner- so how, we were how much about, nerdy talk do we, we want to get into? We were let's, talking let's, about compression. I only just started using a compressor with my guitar, and it's like the same thing, like getting used to like if you mm-hmm. hit it really hard, you know, it's still like yeah, you got to know like when and where to use it, but it's like definitely super beneficial. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you like you're somebody that's a really dynamic player, and like your songs are so you know, yeah, they're they roller are. coasters. Yeah, so we go into yes. like these quiet, like finger picking parts, you know, which is definitely like why I started using a compressor was because of like parts like that. Um, but yeah, then like blowing up into a lot loud, we get heavy handed. I think I know I do like I live. Do. I'm definitely like hitting harder. You know? Yeah. And that's that's the kind of stuff that you just need to figure out how to like control that and figure out how to emulate that uh, sort of like that studio production live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's there's definitely ways to do it. It's just a matter of you know how much time and money do you want to spend yeah, figuring right. it all out. You know, yeah, it's a whole other hobby in uh-huh. itself for sure. I think that's something that was it's different about this release than would be the last. Like with Flower Moon, we added a lot of extra guitar lines and vocal lines oh, in okay. the studio. And with Lunatics, that's not the case. Like we pretty much stuck to what we're doing. Yeah, we tried to like cut down a little bit. On totally, the, I think on the it's, extra stuff. It's really easy in the studio to get kind of like, oh, like 
an extra harmony there yeah. would sound cool. And yeah, it would. But then like whenever you get used to hearing the songs a certain way and then you play them live and it feels like they're naked almost. Yeah. Yeah. So we tried to, I think our idea originally was to have it like closer to our live sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know if I already said this, but the, that the release does sound just like a group of people in a room playing songs. Good. Like it doesn't sound good. like yeah. there are certain albums that I listen to and like, I hear somebody sitting behind a mixing board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's albums that I hear and it sounds like I'm just sitting in a room listening to people play music. Yeah. Good so. job, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and Dave. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Those, yeah, those, Dave. those, 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 uh, they did a really good job. I'm going to have to track them down at some point in mm-hmm. time and, you know, pick their brain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we. we I, li- I like I like chatting with people that record music. I think that especially now, people in 2019, the year of our Lord, who are still <laughs> recording music in organic ways and not fully giving into the digital revolution. You know, still taking the time to mic up amps and do put in put in the little extra work it's not even that much work yeah i mean but we're still like i would say recording digitally totally not like tracking onto tape you know yeah but Uh, i mean there's a i mean it's still i mean yeah it's not analog recording but it's not like you're recording direct in and using all plugins for everything and yeah i think we chopping up stuff and like quantizing your guitar parts yeah we try and do i mean obviously we still like uh work I don't know. I think we're kind of on the sloppy side as far as our guitars go. Uh, so there's still like some like editing, well, but I we mean, tried to do less of that too. Yeah, like as many like full takes as yeah, we could. Don't apologize for being human. That's yeah. what <laughs> that's what makes rock and roll rock and roll. Yeah. And like yeah. if if it's all sterilized and perfect, something sounds weird about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that like that's a big problem that a lot of like the modern rock bands have. Like if you listen to like a and Imagine Dragons, or even like a 21 Pilots. Like, I don't think that those bands write bad songs. Everything is just produced so sterile that it's like impossible to connect with it because yeah, it sounds like yeah. fucking robots making mm-hmm. music. Yeah. 21 Pilots Live is actually really sick. Um, I don't know if you've ever taken the time yeah. to check any of their stuff out, yeah. but when they play live with a full band, it's amazing. And I'm like, wow, I wish they sounded like this all the time. But yeah. they don't. You know now, what I mean? Are they, are they a two-piece? They are a two-piece. Okay, but yeah, there's yeah. video of them playing live with like a full band. Okay. You know, like the two of them and like other drummers, guitar player, but you know, like a whole yeah, like thing. Yeah. And it's fucking like really, 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 really good. Yeah. Like, wow. Like these are good songs. I can't argue with this. Yeah. And well, I'm admittedly thing, not a though. huge fan of that band. But, like, I can't argue a good live performance. Yeah. And but they're really good. When you get in the studio, though, I think you want to, like, oh, I want to do, fancy like, I want to take advantage of all this fancy shit. Oh, totally. Shit, oh, you know? oh <laughs> well, that, too. And those motherfuckers would not be selling out stadiums all over the place if their albums sounded like them live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's yeah. too raw. Like, it's yeah. too, like, it's kind of heavier, grosser, like, just more extreme. It's not all, like, polished. Yeah. And, like just where we are now with the pop culture of music, people like that polish, especially young people because they, they're growing up. They don't know anything else. Like hearing yeah. something raw, it makes it sound old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want like the happy middle ground. Like mm-hmm. I don't want it to sound like we just recorded it in a garage, but totally. I don't want it to sound like, like you said, like we just plugged in and then magically <laughs> we recorded an album. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's like a point in time definitely where like some, some technology should have just stopped. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we're good. We don't need any more. Like it's getting really crazy now. Like you can, you can record guitar, play a real guitar, but record it onto a MIDI map 
Yeah. And it will record yeah. all your notes. And if you play a wrong note, you could just fix it on the MIDI yeah. map. And then yeah. you're running it through a guitar plugin that has like, you know, whatever amp in the world yeah, you want. Any amp, any and pedal, any speakers. Yeah. yeah can, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't think I'd like that. I feel like that would take away, I don't know, feeling about any of the practice that I put into it. Like, why am I practicing if I'm just going to allow something else to like take over my part? The I, thing that, that wouldn't feel good. The to thing me. that's really cool about stuff like that is like, say you're on a budget and you're somebody that doesn't have access. Like, oh, I don't know what my guitar would sound like with, you know, an octave. Yeah. But it's, if you have access to a plugin and stuff yeah. like that, you can mess with the octaves. You mm-hmm. can see what stuff would sound like and just experiment experiment with what different amps might sound like and like that's cool yeah. but to just like stop there and be like yeah fuck it and yeah. just go with everything i don't know i think mean, it's really hard to dig any deeper into this conversation and not sound like an old man <laughs> <laughs> but, i don't like, like all this tech stuff yeah yeah because like there's a lot of really cool things about technology stuff. too no, dude, I hate fuck it. There's so many metal. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. There's something that's um about like people that use the Kempers live. But Unless, like I get it. It's like so light, right? Totally. Like, you don't have to lug around a fucking tube amp or I, worry about any of that shit. The 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 practice of it, I 100% understand. Especially if you're a band that's touring over like you're you're like a European band over here. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing that really sucks about it is that unless you're in like this huge venue, everything sounds so transparent. I yeah. remember I saw Flesh God Apocalypse at Cativo. Okay. Shout outs to Cativo, <laughs> and they were using Kemper's live. And unless you were standing in the far back of the room, it sounded completely empty. It's yeah. a metal show. I'm, so trying to, I'm, I'm trying to be up by the stage. I'm curious. So like, do they there's still no st- have monitors? Like, I mean, do they have like a cab? That it's no. Okay, so it's only coming out of the PA. It's only coming yeah, out of the PA. That, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, real fucking weird. Yeah. Because if you're standing by the stage, all I'm hearing is the fucking drums and yeah. whatever's coming out of the monitors, which yeah. is barely, you can't hear. They're not even fucking mm. facing me. Yeah. So you have yeah. to stand in the back of the room to hear the mix and it sounded good there. But it's like, well, what about all the people sitting in the front of the room? Yeah, it's like it just sounds fucking empty to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I, I saw not having like my amp. On and then stage. I saw a glass jaw at the Rex, and they were. Oh, I was there. They were doing all that profiling stuff too, and like, did you? It sounded hollow. I don't know. I had my earplugs in. It did sound like because like the way know. they have the PA there, all the sounds coming out of the PA. There's no stage volume at all, yeah. and the PA is fucking like twenty feet in the air, yeah. so it's just <laughs> all going above yeah. you. Yeah. So unless you're, again, standing towards the back of the room, you know, I'm sure it sounds great at the mixing desk yeah. for whoever's mixing it. Yeah. But if you're up close to the stage, again, it's a fucking rock show. That's where you want to be. You're not hearing anything. Yeah, I do remember it and that's like a, feeling like kind of, yeah. It's a huge, huge pet peeve of mine. I don't think I was paying enough attention to realize they were playing through Kempers. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm always like yeah. just nerding out <laughs> on that I stuff. Usually I am. I'm surprised I wasn't. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's now that we're talking about guitar pedals, this got me thinking about yeah. something and we'll move into a segment. I like to do some uh, some music recommendations and the music recommendation for this week is somebody that's a very guitar pedal heavy band. So uh, you got to hear this. Car Bomb. Are you familiar with the band Car Bomb? I don't think so. No. So Car Bomb is one of these like tech metal bands from the early 2000s relapse records they're they've been like kind of on and off for 
I don't know, they like put out albums very sporadically once every, you know, four or five years. Mm. They're operating independently now, but they just popped up a new track of theirs just popped up randomly on Spotify. Okay. And uh, I'm actually just going to play you both a co- like a, a few seconds Let's of this just so you can hear. Uh, so yeah, this is a very guitar pedal heavy technical metal. Okay. Cool. You into it? Yes. Cool. Let's see if this will work. Cool. Yeah. I'll just let it play for into this next groove. So, so yeah, that's Carbon. Who plays, who plays the ray gun in the band? <laughs> so they, they they have like the most abrasive use of the Digitech whammy pedals. Oh, is that what it in is in the world? The, the, yeah, more than Rage, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, then uh, that's cool. I, though. I've, I mean, those I've, are some cool fucking sounds. Yeah, man. I've yeah. seen them live, and it's definitely worth it. It's, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. definitely a band that could very well like easily teeter on that sort of that overproduction sort of studio magic that we've been talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but they definitely pull off all that stuff live. And they've yeah, been a band, sick. they've been doing stuff like this since like before kind of like the modern technologies yeah, came yeah. out. Like they were doing, this doesn't really sound all that much different than stuff they were doing like 15 years ago, I dug it. which is fun. They so, just have new toys to play with. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely an interesting band to go down the rabbit hole of. If you're into that sort of, like, sounds like a, like an alien love ballad almost. And they, they actually, I mean, <laughs> I didn't let the song fully progress, but they go into like slower parts with like cleaner vocals. It almost sounds like Deftones at times. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're kind of like a Dillinger escape plan meets Deftones. Hmm. thrown in a blender with the blender sounds put in the mix i'm about it i'm I'm gonna check it out do you have any music recommendations what have you two been listening to lately i don't know that's funny we were talking about this the other day and i'm always like i don't listen to music (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know i like i feel like i've been like going out of my way a little less and less because i've been like focusing more and more on writing Mm -hmm. um I don't know. I, I bought a couple of, uh, a couple dollar CDs the other day. I got uh, Our Lady Pieces Gravity. Hell yeah. For a dollar. Um, I got, what's it called? The Miracle of 86. It was like Kevin Devine's band before he went solo. Okay. I found that for a dollar. And then I bought like a Coldplay CD. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Rival Schools. I've been listening to their old album from like 2000 or whatever, like a lot. Um, I think we've play a lot of old stuff. I don't keep up with new releases, unfortunately, but yeah. I've been listening to Sarah Blasco pretty much on repeat. Um, she's just like this like beautiful, sad woman. And I like to listen to her with my dogs. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I tried to listen to the new, like he is legend song and okay. Spotify was fucking with me. So I gave up. 
I really like. Uh, there's a couple that they put out. I think there's one that's called Boogie Woman. Okay. Or Bo- yeah, yeah, I think I heard it. Like, that song one. is fucking tight. Yeah, it's good. I um, I don't know. <laughs> I still keep up with them, but I think um, their album "It Hates You." I think that'll always be. Like, I love that year. fucking album, yeah, it's dude. So it's really, good. really good. I was listening to it this morning. Yes. Yeah, so. They're a band that, in my opinion, never got their fair due. No, I've I think they them, finally are. I, I, yeah. I hope so. I mean, I think that I understand it to some extent because, like, I've seen them live a lot, and a lot of the, I've seen them play uh, sets more than I've seen them play good sets. Yeah. And yeah. anytime I've ever tried to talk to any of them, they haven't been the nicest people. I so think, I totally yeah, I like, like weird and stone. Yeah, I totally like, like get it, but I still think they are a good band, and yeah. hopefully they yeah. get their their fair their fair shot at something. They do write really good music. Yeah, for sure. It's just like kind of like all the other stuff that kind of seems to work against them. Yeah. Which is, it's yeah. so funny how much of that plays into being in a band. Like it's yeah. one thing. Like, I mean, I try not to hold that against them because I'm the same way. Like I'm weird and awkward, you know, oh, totally and like, like yeah. multiple people have come up to me recently and like had conversations with me and thought like, I totally thought you were like a pretentious asshole. And I'm like, I don't know why, but <laughs> it's probably because I ignore everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I cover I my know. face on stage. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. So I like, I try not to hold that against bands if they don't want to like talk to people. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, uh, the other thing too is like the last thing that I typically want to do before or after a set is have small talk with somebody I don't know. Before, especially before a set. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm in my own world before yeah. a set. Like after I don't mind, but yeah. before I'm like, I'm about to do my job. Please leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm preparing myself. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything until the set is over. And then I'm like, oh, okay. That's why it's, it's always nice to have a show at a place where you can kind of hide, which is yeah. like, again, that's, yeah. that's cool for Cativo. They have like the shower curtains in yeah, the back that you can hide fake, behind. Our fake little green room. Green room. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about it. At least they tried. Yeah. yeah. No, it's better than nothing. <laughs> There's you know? couches. <laughs> I think it's nice. <laughs> so again, the show is this weekend, this Saturday. Wait, no. Next Saturday. June 22nd. Next Saturday. Yeah. What's well, this is airing on the 17th. Oh, oh yes. Okay, Don't forget. Yeah. yeah. Yes, can, it's this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Sorry, what I ruined your introduction. It? Now I'm ruining this. Okay. I'm just like. It's okay. Don't worry. I, I completely forgot that the camera stopped recording 10 minutes ago. Oh, so okay. We have, we're going to have a, a, bl- a blank screen for 10 minutes. Okay. Not to I mention really, the 30 seconds we held our breaths, too. No, that's there. That's in there. <laughs> But your hysterical reactions to Car Bomb, I did not get on camera, oh, which is a fucking bummer. bummer. That's okay. It happens. Yeah. And I really, uh, you know, if anybody wants to be an unpaid intern and help run the camera and stuff for me in this room, it would help because I am managing way too much right now <laughs> trying to navigate this. Uh, it's, I, it's, it's kind of akin to like playing guitar and singing and trying to like get your pedals working at the same time and also keep an ear on everybody's mix and your monitor and it's like that but yeah in yeah, a different it's it's like too all much. this stuff yeah. at once like mm-hmm. well you're doing a great job thank yeah. you i appreciate that <laughs> minus the the 10 minutes of footage that i did not record <sighs> Can so, you do like one of those like cartoon animations like they do in the documentaries when they don't have footage it'll you know, probably like just be this okay okay cool honestly <laughs> Yeah, what I need to yeah there's 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 I don't know it's fine. If this is a, okay, anybody out there that is actually watching watching this, if you have a problem, let me know. Just leave a comment. You're gonna get so many comments. You'll get a, you'll, you'll get a re- I'll refund you. <laughs> you get re- you'll get refunded for your free fucking subscription. 
So with speaking of free and not making money doing things that you love. Yeah. Uh, are you going to have physical media for lunatics? <laughs> yes. So um, we kind of, we go back and forth on this because she's, uh, she's more the business side and I'm the, uh, like, I just want people to hear this. You know? Totally. Um, so we often like, we meet in the middle. Um, so we printed CDs. That's all we, the only like physical format we have right now. Um, but it's $10 to get into the show, but you get the album for free. Cool. Um, and if you don't want a CD, um, we have download codes too. Uh, we tried to get stickers, but we kind of got screwed over on that end of things. Uh, but on we stickers? Still, well, download, download stickers. stickers. Oh. Um, we'll have regular stickers. Um, okay. So, but we'll have download codes. So if you don't, you know, if you don't want the CD, don't take it. We, you can just have a download code. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll have a physical format and either one of them uh, is free with entry. With admission, yeah. yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, is there going to be anything, uh, like what's next? What, what, what's after this? Do you even have, you have any thoughts, any plans? Are you doing so, any, like, any touring or anything like that? Or are you just like, well, we're going to Dayton, Ohio the night before the release. Oh, cool. June 21st. So we'll get to see Tuno, um, and play with a mix of rock and hip hop acts. I think that night he has yeah. a couple hip hop yeah. artists cool. that are coming and then whatever else I can brew up before then <laughs> so we're probably just going to do mini weekends yeah yeah yeah. um so like a friday saturday or even just a saturday and like focus on like tri-state area so around pa and mm-hmm. just take lunatics around yeah and keep writing we have like a couple of songs that are like in their beginning stages that we need to work on but obviously our focus right now has been like rehearse 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 um so we're definitely like holding off on finishing any of those until after the 22nd totally you got any like music videos or anything like that uh we we keep talking about one uh we have a couple ideas floating around um I think it, it, yet. it's so weird getting into that, but it's almost like a necessity now I, I know think. I know it's also video it's is fun. such a powerful medium now in 2019 people yeah. really like to see stuff yeah but even like back in the day like i remember i don't know i still remember when i was like 12 years old and i had to like turn this fucking knob to get the antenna on the in our roof to like spin so i could get mtv <laughs> okay to grandpa through. yeah no this is like going back yeah um just so i could like watch the fucking like at the drive-in one arm scissor video uh-huh. um but because it, it was so fucking good and like the deftones uh what was that the fly on the wall one or whatever change in the house of Life. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but like i don't know i always thought music videos were uh it just brings in a whole nother aspect um and yeah, I love them. I've it would be awesome. Yeah. I think it's more about like time. Like we have to get the time, time and money, financial. energy, uh, finding someone who like wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's we've definitely- just, again, we've had like kind of tunnel vision on just like trying to get this fucking release show. Totally. Well, I mean, if you have, if you need any, you know, suggestions for videographers, I know some really good solid people that you could reach out to. Not saying that you don't, but yeah, yeah. You, no, that's always good. Always, always open to hear. Yeah. yeah always what, who people have used. Feel free to feel free to reach out, ask some questions. I'm always. Happy to spread my my uh, you know my pool of resources yeah. so people can get more work and so bands can do cool mm-hmm. videos and do yeah. cool things. I want I want to see everybody you know do as much as they can with the time that they have yeah. on this you know crazy little rock <laughs> we're floating yes. around on. Yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of seeing things, I'm gonna do my my last suggestion and kind of wrapping up the conversation here. I do want to um, thank you both for coming on the show before we get into this because I might forget. To thank you after this, because I'm gonna I'm gonna drop uh, a real hot potato in your lap right now. Uh-oh. So you may be familiar with this. I had never seen this until yesterday, but if you haven't seen this, you gotta see this. 
So, uh, has anybody ever seen uh, Van Halen, Michael Anthony's drunk bass solo? No. No. Is anybody familiar with this? Okay, so this is this is a fucking hoot, and I really wish that you know Josh and Eric. I wish you could hear this. We can you know we'll figure out some way to make is this it, work. Is there a video? Oh, oh yeah, okay. there's a video. Can we? Is there's there a, a, like actually, a date to this? You uh, know when? Yeah, this let was? me let me. So I, I want to know all. I the have details. The, I have this pulled up. All right, so let's let's get YouTube over here. All right, actually, you know what? I think I could probably do. I think I could probably just unplug the this so the audio comes from the tv because spoiler alert you really don't need to hear the audio (laughs) but you need to in a way uh so i'm gonna unplug the audio and then uh let me see if i if i can't get the uh the audio to come through the tv here real quick so let's see uh yeah cool that should work all right so i'm gonna So yeah, this is uh this is quite the treat here. Michael Anthony's drunk bass solo. I saw this yesterday. Shout outs to my boy Mario for showing us this because it is quite a magical experience. I'm gonna start you off right here. All right, make sure our volume's good. Cool. He's on a chair. Like, so far, it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, you're just, you're kind of just making noise. Mm-hmm. Look at that face. that bass is so sick by the way for those of you not watching again if you're still watching or listening after all this nonsense 
Michael Anthony is playing a Jack Daniels bottle bass, which is making this even better. <laughs> As we're at the climax of his solo. <laughs> Most of the no- most of the sound that he's making just sounds like the monster on Lost. <laughs> I was thinking Velociraptor. <laughs> I'm wondering, like maybe he's playing through a Kemper, and that's why we- <laughs> that's why we can't hear it too well. Oh yeah! Oh my god! We'll just just stop it here. That's plenty (laughs) enough. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because if you if you haven't seen the Michael Anthony drunk bass, uh, you had to see it. (laughs) (laughs) This will happen at the Lunatics release. Yeah, it's 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 quite it's quite it's something. It's really really something. Um, Next, you need to watch Flea play the national anthem. Okay. On, on base. I'm telling you, look this up. It's, I will look yeah, it up. I will. Thank you for the yeah, you gotta see it yeah, suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing it out there. All right. So as we uh, reach, you know, the climax of our conversation here, there's there's really not much else to say after that. <laughs> no, no. Right. Um, you know, so come to the, the the old game lunatics album release show. It will be even better than that video. We uh, promise. Can you, uh, can you promise I can't make that? Any promises? <laughs> <laughs> Again, that is this Saturday, June twenty second, at Cativo with Sykes and the New Violence, Tino. That's mm-hmm. Tino and Jess Klein and the Good Time and a whole plethora of artists that you know. Some you may know, some you may not. Some you may know, you may not even know that they do art. Yes. You so you may be surprised. So come on out for that. And uh, is there any other shows on the docket for you both? Um, and you? I don't know. We've been there. Probably are, but I'd have to look at my spreadsheet. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, you know, with all that being said, let's uh, just get into this outro. Uh, yeah. And uh, that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Tom, Brenda, Josh, Eric, in the Peanut Gallery. Well, thank you all for being here. Again, you know, if you are not in Pittsburgh or you can't make it out to the Lunatics album release show, Lunatics will be available, I imagine, on the Spotify's and the Googles and, I don't know, iTunes isn't going to exist anymore, so Apple Music or whatever that is, and uh, you'll be able to find it. Give it a listen, especially if you're a fan of, you know, just no bullshit, rock and roll, moody shit. (laughs) It's tight. I like it. So, yeah. And uh, I'll be back again next time. Same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.